<laughs> Kitty Bobs. Kitty Bobses. The pressure is getting worse. Let listen, y'all. Listen, we are back live <laughs> with another episode of Fluid Thoughts coming to you live from the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Okay, because let me tell you what happened. And so, if you hear me getting up, and if you hear strange sounds and papers turning, it's literally because. I am recording this episode on my phone. Got the phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't got no kind of headphones because you know they don't sell iPhones with the headphones no more. I'm literally just sitting up here talking to this phone. I'm like, shit, I didn't pay a lot of money for this phone. It's going to get its money's worth. But yeah, okay, your girl's back. Fluid's back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm still black. So the last episode... <laughs> The last episode we left off with, I was talking about the TikTok tech talk. Then um, I ended up spraining my, uh, straining really, straining my foot. My new niece was born. I got food poisoning. Then I had to drive to Alabama to go to a wedding. Then I had to come back from work and I got sick when I came back from the wedding. I went and got a COVID test. It was negative. Thank God. This was the first time that I was like around people and like in public spaces um, in like the last two and a half years. Um, and I know it's irresponsible of me to be in public spaces without a mask. Um, but I was like, you know what? If I die at this point, <laughs> I guess, girl, <laughs> which is crazy because I don't want to die. I am just literally like I'm literally just like doing the best that I fucking can. Right. So, OK, um, yeah, I strained my ankle. I'm, I've been trying to do these walk, like daily walks every day. It's something like slow impact, low impact, low impact. And I noticed that whenever I walk on pavement, I always have like knee injuries or like my knees will be swollen or my ankles will be swollen or my body will hurt more versus if I walk on the treadmill or like drive to my um, park to go take hikes and stuff. Um, but sometimes getting in my car and driving the three minute drive <laughs> to the trail is not always feasible. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk around because once I lose the motivation, I'm going back in the bed. Right. So um, my niece is born. My new niece. Shout out to her. She's amazing. I mean, she's literally only a couple weeks old, but she's still amazing. She's the best person on this earth. And I'm like running around trying to drive my other niece to school. And I'm just realizing I'm in pain. Well, uh, not only am I in pain, I'm hungry. So I dropped the child off at her school and I give me some Chick-fil-A. An hour later, baby, I was on the toilet. And I was down for the count, like out for like a week. Then after the food poisoning got better, I literally worked for two days, packed my stuff, and then got in the car on Tuesday morning and drove to Baton Rouge to pick up my homegirl, and then we drove to Alabama. Girl, I I have never been so invigorated in my entire life. Just to be in a space with people that you know and that you love and you get to catch up, and that's kind of what this episode is going to be about this week. Just like a life update but also like the pressures of life are like getting to you because we went there for a, for a wedding, right? Like one of my best friends who was also my line sister um, got married and I'm just like, wow, 
depression gets it worse because you're at these events and people are like, you know, and they're they're doing it in jest and they're just like, you know, interested about your life. And they're like, oh, Effie, like, when are you going to get married? Is there a special person in your life? <laughs> and me, <laughs> I should get married. Hey, listen, listen. I don't want anyone to talk to me about the marriage <laughs> game. Okay. And, and one of the reasons for is like, I'm literally honestly for the first time in two and a half years, I'm just enjoying my space and my solitude. I have said this on this podcast time and time again. I've never had that before. I've never had the, you get to live on your own and cultivate your identity and, uh, you know, go out and do things that you love. And so, you know, I moved out in the middle of a pandemic and I have been coping, you know, not being able to do a lot of external things because I'm trying to keep myself safe from this virus, which is funny because there's multiple viruses going wrong and it's also flu season. Um, it's also funny because that I saw an article on Twitter the other day and it was like, there are some people who are no vids or COVID virgins. No, like the media needs to be really, they need to be fucking for real. What the fuck is wrong with you? Understand that it's not a force of God that I, well, it could be. Let me not say that. But it's not, I'm not a special person because I've never had COVID. I just have more lucky circumstances than other people. And I also take the most precaution as I possibly can. But sometimes people take all that precaution and you still catch it. It's a highly transmissible airborne virus. Like it is what it is. If people get it, we hope that they survive and don't suffer long COVID. But right now, you know, I think it's very irresponsible for news media to be like, there is something special about the blood of people who've never like contracted COVID. No, like y'all are fucking eugenists. And it's like y'all are eugenicists is what I mean to say. And I, I just fucking hate, I just fucking hate the whole captioning and, and wording around this whole thing. But anyway, the pressure is getting wet, sake the boxes. And, you know, people are asking me like, hey, like, is there someone special in your life? Like, you know, do you plan on getting married soon? And, you know, we're going around the round table because like, you know, we're having girls time and girls trip. And I'm just explaining to people like my life is just set up the way my life is set up. Um, And I think it's great that we can come here and celebrate this wonderful human being, this person, but I think everybody has to understand that everybody does things in their own time. Um, I remember when I graduated from school and I, it was before actually I graduated. This was like the, the Christmas break, December, 2014. And I flew back home for the Christmas break. My mom and my sister, my older sister were in Nigeria. My little sister and I were staying at the house because we were both in college at the time. And I just remember this wave of depression just falling over me. And I remember like this little voice inside my head was like, do you really think you're going to get accepted into the URDA, the University Residential Theater Association? Do you really think that a school from there is going to pick you? I was also very tired because in terms of like school, I've never had a break. Once I started school, in 1997, how old was I? I was born in 1992. 
three, four, five, six. No, so now once I started school in the fall of 1996, girl, I've just been in school. And so, like, and then, of course, I had to be an overachiever. I'm doing stuff. I'm in the band. I'm in tennis. I'm doing science Olympiad. I'm in Spanish club. I'm in the student government. I'm doing all sorts of things. And then I get to college, and I pretty much do the same motherfucking thing, joining all these orgs. I was class president my freshman year. And then sophomore year, I joined, like, a few more organizations that had to do uh, with, like, acting and, like, taking all these classes, always doing, like, anywhere from 18 to 19 credit hours, um, I think one semester I did 22 credit hours because I was like, I'm trying to get this shit in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to get this shit in so I can get the fuck out of here. Then junior year, I'm Jubilee singer. And I'm also, since freshman year, I'm like a, a student ambassador. And I'm just involved in all this stuff. And everything just started to catch up with me. And then it's like that pressure from, you know, your college and career center, pressure from your parents, pressure from just like society. You have everybody making us to compete like oh how are you doing uh compared to your fisk comrades how are you doing compared to vandy students to tsu students you know well, vanderbilt students go on to do this typically after college and tsu students and belmont and, Lipscomb, and you're just like damn bitch i want a break and so i was already dealing with like depression because i just i crossed the semester before to delta sigma theta I was already dealing with like a severe depression and then it like went into the fall of December of the fall of 2014. And then when I got back home, I just started doubting and second guessing myself because I was like, yeah, I'm not meeting all the deadlines of where I should be as far as what society says. Yeah, sure. I'm about to graduate with my degree in four years and I'm going to graduate with a decent, not a decent, a really good GPA. I think I finished with 362. Um, but not that GPA even matters, but I was like, I don't have a credit card. I don't have a car. I didn't even have my license when I graduated. So it was like all of these markers and deadlines that I didn't have. I just continuously put pressure on myself and it was literally driving me fucking crazy. And so I was, I remember sitting in the living room of my mother's house um, and they had gotten Shipley's donuts that morning and they had left like four donuts. And I literally just sat with this box of donuts and I was contemplating my life. And I was like, OK, I need to eat something healthy because you can't just eat donuts <laughs> and think that this is a meal. Girl, I opened that refrigerator. It was no food in there. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to have to spend money. I don't have to go buy some food. And then I heard a voice saying, hey, you need to like snap out of this like you're not going to get into any of those schools that you audition for. And you need to make sure that you have a backup plan and a real job so you can make some real money. And so when I got back to school for the final semester in January 2015, I reached out to Erda and I withdrew my application. They didn't refund my $110, which I was like fine with. And then I ended up applying to Teach for America. Y'all already know how that story went. And I was just absolutely miserable because I just felt like, no, I need to do something, you know, Teach for America. And I was feeling that pressure. I was feeling that pressure. Everybody was going, everybody had shit lined up for them. Some friends were going immediately to med school at Meharry. Some friends were like, I'm going to, um, you know, business school. Some friends were like, oh, I just got into this rotational program. And then I started second guessing everything. If Amanda, should you have really, you know, majored in English and art? Like, bitch, you're not getting any job offers. Even when I was in school, I didn't get any motherfucking internships. And the measurement of success that they use for graduates 
the measurement of success is typically frowned upon when it comes to like the humanities and social sciences, like the STEM majors and the business majors, it's like those are the more marketable degrees because you can go work for a Morgan Stanley or a Goldman Sachs or a, or a Credit Suisse or some some shit like that. You know, First World Bank of Scotland. Even when I remember when I was being recruited to Fisk, people were always talking about the business majors go on to do so many great things. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to do great things. Uh, being a bio pre-med major and then I left that and then like everybody was like oh well I'm going to go off to do this and I thought everybody just had everything figured out so I was like you know what let me join this teach for America and just see what it's about well of course I crushed the interview of course I killed it of course I did amazing of course I was a first choice pick but I in the process of applying for it I wasn't fucking happy because I knew I didn't want to do that shit but I allowed the pressures of life and the pressure of Oh, everybody else is doing something. So I need to do something too. One of the things I feel like for me, that depression took away from me, it literally ruined my intuition. Like I felt in my spirit, how fucking tired I was. And I knew, first of all, I was like, yeah, this is the plan to apply to, um, to Erda. And this is the plan. You know, I do want to go get my MFA and my 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 degree in, in screenwriting. I do want to go do all of that. Yeah. But also, I'm really fucking tired. And I think I just need a year to just recuperate and collect myself. And I didn't want to admit that to anybody because everybody was like, oh, like, you just going to take a year off or like that was the mentality when I even brought it up. Like, oh, guys, I kind of think I want to take a gap year between when I go to get my master's. Oh, like you sure you want to do that? You don't want to just like go right into it because, you know, as soon as you leave school, it's going to be harder to go back to school. So I was like, OK, well, fuck, damn. Like and then everybody's like, oh, and if you join Teach for America, well, not everybody who's like my friend, like people who are like the adults and mentors in my life were saying this to me. And they're like, well, if you do Teach for America, don't they pay for your master's? So I think I mentioned this in the Teach for America episode. They pay for your master's, but it's like it's only certain programs. It's not like you get to just go pick your degree. Like it's a certain school, it's like certain programs. And I think it's a master's in education. So it's not that they pay for your master's. If somebody is, is in Teach for America right now, let me know, correct me. But that's how it was when I went and when I was a part of it. That's why I don't fuck with them no more. But my point being that my being my state of being in depression literally ruined my intuition. And I always want to imagine like, what if I did just listen to myself and just like take my final refund check, saved it, and then I just went and traveled and explored and just went and did things like and, and just listened to my heart. Right. But I don't regret anything I've learned and I have experiences. But I always wondered, like, man, what it would be like if I just started listening to my intuition much sooner. And I think I probably would have still become the same person that I am today. Probably just would have got there a year or two sooner. But my point being. I really was really fucked up by the pressures that was being like put on me or pressed around me. Um, And it's not necessarily from my friends, but just from like the people who are your mentors, some family members, you know, things like that, because everything is like, you got to be successful. You got to be successful, especially when you were born and raised in poverty. You're more than likely to, to, to die in poverty. And so, um, being with my friends this weekend, I didn't feel any of that. I love how I am. I'm so thankful and grateful that I've cultivated a friend group who has essentially understands that we all do things in our own time. 
right? Like there's no timeline or deadline or, you know, or thing to complete in a certain way, step or manner. There's no guidebook in life. You literally are just are where you are and you make the best of it. You make the most of it and you have those experiences. The joy of life, in my opinion, gets sucked away. One, when we are like stuck in cyclical poverty, we don't have access to resources. But two, um, the joy can also be sucked out when you're just trying to hold yourself to these deadlines and these guidelines that don't really exist. So what if you're 28 and you don't have a driver's license? So what if you're 30 and you've never been in a relationship? So what if you are, you know, wanting to change career paths and you're like technically in a very successful career path, you make money, but it's not making you happy and you want to go for a change. Maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe you want to just quit altogether and travel the country and find yourself. Do what the fuck it is you got to do because bitch, all this death and plague and coronavirus and monkeypox and and fucking polio making a resurface nothing is promised go and do what the fuck you want to do and don't let the pressure be getting wassa even if the pressure wants to wassa me i'm not going to let it wassa you because my god is bigger than the pressure <laughs> but like that's my whole point like i i've spent so long like just thinking about what I could have, what I could have, and sort of like having this like thing where I like I I I I doubt myself to the point of like, oh, you should have this, you should have that. And it's like, well, girl, let's talk about the things we do have and be thankful for that. And it's not that I'm never grateful, but if I want to pretend and act like there's sometimes where I like, oh, I don't want more than what I actually have, that would be a fucking lie. Like, I'm definitely grateful for waking up every morning for the health that I currently have, for the body that I currently have. Even though sometimes, to be honest, I don't always feel like that. I had a friend who reached out to me today and she sent me a picture of, not a picture, it's really a video of us goofing around when we used to work at um, BuzzFeed. And I looked at myself and I was like, damn, bitch, I was small. Like, I be complaining about my size now. But I was like, bitch, I was really small back then. And, I, and back then, I wanted to be smaller. I fucking hated my body. The body that I have now, the body that has endometriosis, type 2 diabetes, acute anemia. At, I mean, I've always had acute anemia and endometriosis and, and asthma. But the body that's dealing with all the chronic illnesses that I have now, the body that's been in a pandemic for two and a half, nearly damn near three years, I would, I would be like, damn, I wish I could go back to being like that. But I didn't have any appreciation for it. And so now I'm about to be 30 in a few months. And I have so much appreciation for the fat body that I'm in now. It is what the fuck it is. Weight comes, weight goes. I'm no longer sitting up here trying to force myself into eating disorders and force myself down a rabbit hole of I hate myself and I need to starve myself. It is what the fuck it is. I'm doing the fucking best that I can. Period. Point the end. We are still living in such unprecedented times. Jackson, Mississippi don't got no fucking water. The, the, the boo-boo water that I've been seeing all over. I'm just like, this is Flint, Michigan 2.0. This is fucking crazy. You have farmers who are literally trying to get fracking companies to stop fracking on their land. I saw the farmer dude bring the fucking polluted water 
when the dude who was like pro fracking was like, I could drink that tap fracking water anytime. Well, he brought it to the court and your ass ain't want to drink it. We are literally spiraling towards our own destruction. And we sitting over here worrying about, oh, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I, I don't have $50,000 in my savings. Okay. Yeah. We're also in a housing crisis. We're, we're spiraling towards destruction and like, oh my God, I can't believe like, I can't fit into that size eight pant that I was in high school. Like I've let myself go. Girl, who gives a fuck? You still fine. You still bad as hell. Who gives a shit? Oh, I haven't been in a relationship and oh, who cares? Girl, if you want to, if you want some dick, bitch, go get some dick. Okay. We, we have to live (laughs) in delusion. (laughs) We have to live in delusion. We cannot sit up here and just be upset with ourselves that we did not meet society's marker. Who is society to us? Are we not the people who create society? So if we are the people who create society, that means we can also be the people who change society. Do what you do in the time that you can do what you need to do. That didn't make any sense. Everything, everybody has their time. And some people's time to do things is now. Some people's time to do things is later. You know, I hate when I see those posts on on social media where they're like, by age 30, you should have five friends. When you're in your 30s, all your friends should be able to loan you $20,000. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck? Be fucking for real. What the fuck are you talking about? Your friend, why would I go to my friend and ask to borrow 10, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars? Is my friend a bank? Does my friend look like Bank of America to you? Is my friend look like Jitsi Bank? Why are you asking your friends for money? And that's the other thing when you listen to the pressures of society that is essentially capitalism, you will be sitting over here treating the people in your life so transactionally. You don't have to, if my friend, I could be a bum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could be a bum on the street, but if I treat my friends well and I have a good relationship with them, we would still fucking be friends. Like, let's stop playing because I know my friend group. Let's stop fucking playing because one thing I don't do, I don't fuck with classes. Let's start there. But it's also the fact that people will be thinking like this LLC life, this you know, oh, I got my LLC and I'm married and I got four kids and I have 10 tech companies and I got 20 side hustles. And, you know, by the time you 30, you need shut the fuck up. Niggas is literally trying to survive. Bitches is trying to survive. Kids is trying to survive. Little babies, little nigga babies is trying to survive. I shouldn't have called them little nigga babies. I'm sorry. All babies, nigga or not, are trying to survive. And here y'all come. Hustle and grind. You got to do this. And you just got to let the pressures of the world be your motivation. Do you understand that when I feel pressure, I get depressed? How is that? How can pressure possibly motivate me? Man, no, please. Like, honestly, truly, like, y'all are some weird ass, ridiculous ass people. My whole point is that I have been through so much. And I am appreciative for the life I have now. And I pray that as I see year 30... In the next coming months that I see 30 more years and at least 30 more years from that, I want to pass away when I'm 108 years old, surrounded by close friends and family. That's when I want to pass away. I don't want to pass away uh, with, with knowing that, 
Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't have a friend group of, of 10 people who could loan me $10,000 at the drop of a hat. And so therefore I didn't meet the guidelines. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? I want what that wedding and what my friend's marriage ceremony, wedding ceremony taught me is that life truly is about experience. And I am ready to have more experience. I'm ready to travel and to well, travel safely. I'm, I'm ready to spend time with people uh, that make me happy and that I make them happy. And to, to do things in this world uh, that literally truly just bring me joy. I had a conversation with a friend while I was there. And they were saying that they think that the most important thing that they can do as a person who identifies as a woman is bring a child into this world. And I said, well, I disagree. <laughs> because there are people who identify as women or who assign female sex who can't have children. So are you saying that their life has no purpose if they're not allowed to have children? And that's not what she was saying, but it was also sort of the, the, the fact of like, I don't want people who can have children, who can't have children, whether male, female, non-binary, trans, it doesn't really fucking matter. Do not think that the only way to leave your legacy in this world is by having children. And also, I think we should kind of move away from the idea of leaving a legacy. We do not have to move in the way of colonizers. We do not have to conquer anything. We don't need to do conquest. We don't, people don't need to know our names. We do not need to be fucking Genghis Khans and, and, and Christopher Columbuses and, and fucking Spanish and Portuguese explorers who did nothing but conquer, conquer, pillage, and rape the fucking world. We don't have to do that. Life can simply just be lived and we can experience all the joy and euphoria and, and dopamine and all of that just simply by having experiences and being with good people and taking care of ourselves. That, to me, means so much more than leaving behind a legacy or, or meeting milestones when society says I should meet those milestones. Simply just having experiencing, uh, simply just having experiences and loving myself, loving who I am and literally just being on the journey that is life and learning lessons, whether lessons that you had to learn from falling on your ass or lessons that you learned quite quickly and easily from watching other people struggle and you learned secondhand. Oh, well, I'm not going to do it that way because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to fall hard on my ass, <laughs> you know, so I, I think life is literally just about taking everything in. And I'm just so thankful that I just got to experience like this um, breath of fresh air and awaken and enlightenment. And yeah, I'm really ready for uh, the next few episodes because, um, girl, I have content for y'all. I know I've been out, but I, I'm ready to talk about the things, girls. I mean, to talk about the things, baby. Like, there's some things that I actually want to revisit because I've, like, learned more. I also kind of want to start talking about, uh, or it's not start talking about, I also want to, like, have, um, what, what are they called? Guests and speakers. I want to get into, like, video format. I want to do a lot of things for you girls. Uh, girls, for the girls, gays, thems, days, everyone who tunes in, taps in. But yes, I think I'm going to end this episode here. Um, Again, I do apologize for the technical difficulties, but I did want to put an episode out for the girlies um, because 
I just want to, you know, remain consistent and do what I got to do. So if you see this tomorrow and it's just a video file, not a video file. If you see this tomorrow and you just hear stuff in the background and stuff, I understand that's not my normal quality, but I wanted to get something out to y'all because y'all deserve and I deserve and um, I love you guys. So shout out to all the supporters, to everyone who consistently just like listen to the show. Thank you so, so much. Also, um, the Patreon page has been unlaunched because I just noticed that I'm doing way too, way too much. It's hard to do a full-time job trying to do these episodes um, and then also trying to do Patreon content. I just don't think I'm there yet and I'm not ready. So the few people who did subscribe, I did return as much money as I possibly could. Um, but yeah, I will be unlaunching that or I've already unlaunched it. And so if you are a subscriber, you won't be billed ever until I'm ready. But then again, I'm probably just going to like delete the page and like restart it. So anyway, you know, we're all a work in progress over here. Um, you guys have been great. I'm going to go, you know, put this video, I mean, put this episode up on, I keep saying video because, you know, I'm ready to start doing videos, girl. Um, I just, I'm, I'm going to go put this episode up on Spotify and Apple and on my website. And I, I love you guys so much. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening and I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.